actually sums it up quite well. Um, it, it's in James 2, 21 to 22. Was not, our, was not Abraham our father justified by works when he offered up his son Isaac on the altar? And then the other one. Uh, there we go. Um, you see that faith was active along with his works, and faith was completed by works. Um, and that, that's a, another thing that was challenging for me because it's different to, to what I believe. I think as a South African, you, well, especially in Bloemfontein, you grow up, and probably when I grew up, I'd say probably about like 80% of Bloemfontein would say that, no, I'm a Christian and I follow Jesus. Um, and they would go to church on Sundays, and it's cool, but you don't always see their, their deeds or their acts accompanying their faith, which was for me a challenging thing when I read the scripture, because it, it, it seemed different as what I knew. And pretty much what James is saying here, he's not saying that if you have faith, it's wrong. He's pretty much saying that, you uh, don't know South Africans say, you don't know and I don't think that's true. I actually think that we should take action. Um, and James is, if, if I can use the analogy of, let's say, a, a water bottle. If you have a water bottle, it's a water bottle, and that's what it is. And, and in James's case, that's faith. You have faith, and it's good. It's not a bad thing. But the value of, of that faith is very often determined by what's inside of the water bottle. Um, and so he's saying that if you walk into pick and pay, and you see, like, this Bon Aqua water bottles, and what's the other one? Aquel and Pump. And there's one water bottle with no water in, you're probably not going to take that one and pay the same price as you're going to pay for the one with water in. Because he's saying that this water bottle is completed. Your faith is completed by what is in it. Um, and your faith is, in this case, completed by works. And that's what, what James says in this part. And, and I had to realize that my deeds actually complete my faith. Um, and, and it was a challenging thought for me because it's, it's upside down to, to what I believe. And I think as, as humans, we often feel like, man, I want, I want to be served. That's why we go to a restaurant, because we want to be served. Um, but, the, and it's a basic, do you guys agree? It's like a basic want for us. We want to be served. Not in a bad way, not like, come worship me, I'm holy. Just, you go to a restaurant because it's nice if someone serves you and takes away the plates, and it's nice if someone washes your dishes. It's nice if someone washes your dishes. It's really nice if someone <laughs> washes your dishes. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding, eh? Um, but, but we do want to be served, and it's not a bad thing. I actually think that God placed the want to be served in us in order to show us the need to serve others. Does that make sense? Um, because I know that selfishly I want to be served, um, but when I know that Karmai also wants to be served, it's easier for me to, from my point of view of wanting to be served myself, to serve her and to lay down my life for her. And that's what Jesus said, isn't it? He said in, in Matthew, you don't have to put this up, but he said that um, he gave his life as a ransom for many, and he came not to be served, but to serve. And then again in Luke, he, he's explaining this whole thing that isn't the master greater than the serv a servant, but then he says, but I'm among you as one who serves. And that's a beautiful example that Jesus sets for us in, in actually having a heart to, to serve one another. And in that way, I believe in serving one another, we can actually accompany um, our act and complete our faith. Does that make sense? Is that good? I know I asked Andre quickly, I sent him a voice note yesterday or a message. You can actually click him up. Um, I, I remember being at their wedding, which was a beautiful wedding, by the way. Um, and they were washing one another's feet. 
Um, and, and I thought yesterday, man, why, why did they do that? Obviously, Jesus said, he washed the disciples' feet and then said, go and do this yourselves. Um, but like, I was like, I wonder what that experience was like. So maybe you can just quickly share on that, eh? Hey, everyone. Um, so yeah, so Bala and I decided to wash each other's feet on our wedding day. Um, and for us, it was actually an amazing experience of just <laughs> honestly having that awkward moment of just standing there, having to take off his shoes, having to take off my shoes. Well, just like 50 people were just standing, sitting there watching us. <laughs> like, this is like, okay, are you guys going to finish? What's going on? <laughs> but you know, it was such a beautiful experience of just saying, I'm going to humbly come in and I'm going to love you. The act of this is to really out of a place of humility come in. So I'm going to love you. I'm going to love you, my wife. I'm going to lay down my life in this sense for you. Even if I have to take this humiliation in that sense of sitting there being awkward for a moment, I want to love you in this way. Um, and for us, that was the beautiful part because that's what we see Jesus do as well. Mm. So yeah, so that was our experience on that of really just saying, I can come in humbly and I can just serve you in this way and capacity. Awesome. So I thought it's just me that sometimes experiences it as awkward to serve others. Um, but luckily, thank God. that's actually why I wanted Andre to share, just so I know it's not just me that experiences it as awkward. No, I'm kidding. But I want to say it will probably sometimes be awkward, but it's a huge blessing to serve others. Um, and like I was sharing at the beginning, it's actually when, when you go to bless, you, you get blessing in return, which is a good thing. And not that we're doing it for the sake of being blessed, just reverse psychology. Um, but we are actually doing it to, to, in a sense, humble ourselves, to say, man, I, I really do want the best for you. I want to place you above myself. Um, and you guys might think, oh, that's cool. I, I do realize that, like, I need to place other people and, I don't know, complete my, my faith by acts. But how does that practically look like? And that's a very good question. Thank you for asking. <laughs> um, like I said earlier, I think the way God does things is often very different than what we are used to. And it's not that it's not that his ways are upside down. Actually, we're living in an upside down world. God's ways are the right side up. So we have to change our perspective to say, God, we want to see how you want us to do things and then follow into that. Um, and, and I think that God, God says that he gives us gifts, not for our sake, but for the greater good. Um, and it's kind of like he's giving a gift to me to give to you kind of thing, but he's also giving a gift to you to give to me, which is cool. Um, so as soon as, as soon as we all take that mindset of, man, I want to, to bless, not for the mere sake of being blessed myself, but I want to bless for your, uh, I want to bless for your sake, then all of a sudden, if Paul has that mindset, then Quentin will be blessed, and Quentin has that mindset, then Temba will be blessed, and we're all just blessed. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I do want to encourage us to have the mindset of, Man, I want to, I want to bless you, I want to serve you, I want to lay down my life in a weird and maybe sometimes awkward way for you to actually experience what God wants to do in your life and through you. Um, there's, you can maybe put up 1 Corinthians 2, verse 4. This is quite a lengthy one, but I believe that the, the gifts that God has given us spiritually equip us to be able to serve one another and, and through that actually to worship Him. So I'm going to go through it, and then maybe I'll just highlight one or two things that stands out to me. Sorry, that's 1 Corinthians 12, verse 4 to 11, sorry. <laughs> it says that now there are varieties of gifts, but the same Spirit. 
and there are varieties of service, but the same Lord. And there are varieties of activities, but it is the same God who empowers them all in everyone. That's maybe the first important point. He does this to everyone. He doesn't just give a gift to Paul or give a gift to Theo. He does this to everyone as we know him. Um, to each he has given the manifestation of the Spirit for the common good. And that's what I said earlier, is that your gift, although it's, it's God being personal to you, it's for the sake of others. It's for the greater, for the greater good or the common good. To one is, maybe, maybe let's get practical from here on. To one is given through the Spirit utterance of wisdom. Um, if you guys have ever spent more than five minutes with him, Peter, you know that God really placed something of wisdom in him. Where is one Peter? Uh, there you are. When Peter, I honestly think that you are a giant in the Spirit, but your, your humility and your meekness um, makes it look as if uh, you're just this humble guy serving wherever you can. But God placed something in you of wisdom, and it's a gift from him. And he's used it in my life to, to actually help me to grow. Um, so I want to honor you for that because I really believe it's something that God placed in you for the common good. And you, you're stewarding that well. Um, to another, the utterance of knowledge according to the same spirit. If any of you guys ever want to know anything about anything, just phone Paul. Don't send him a WhatsApp. <laughs> phone Paul. <laughs> 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 or phone his wife. <laughs> um, but God placed something of just a knowledge in him. I don't know how it works. Um, I remember being at school with him, and neither of us were the cleverest kids in school. <laughs> but, but somehow God uses his life and, and the gifting that is placed on his life. And it just gives him like crazy ideas and understanding of things that I can never, like if I want to know something, I'll say, Paul, just dumb this down for me, and then I'm sorted. I remember with, with yellow ones, I'm trying to like figure out how I'm going to do this thing because I want music on the other side and it should be the same as that side. He tells me, buy car speakers. I'm like, Paul, car speakers are never going to work. This is a coffee shop. I don't know if you didn't realize. <laughs> and eventually I put car speakers in the roof and it works perfect. <laughs> and sometimes it's, a, it's as practical as that. Um, uh, we, what's, what's the next one? Um, to another faith by the same spirit. Um, Gert is not here today, but if you guys know Gert, um, you know that he's a super consistent really loving person, and I believe God placed something of, of faith in him as a gift to others. He's probably the, the most unwavering person that I know, um, and it's not, it's not the kind of faith where as he thinks of someone, the person will get saved. It's almost as if um, he just knows that this is God's character, this is his identity, and if he says this, this is what will happen. And it's just that, that trust, I'm just, this is who God is. And it's really encouraging, it's a gift to all of us as well. Um, to another, the gift of healing by the same spirit. Um, no, let me check. Where's LaRue? That guy has prayed for probably 10 people and they got healed, which is awesome. Am I wrong? Not, okay, awesome. <laughs> I thought I got my numbers out. <laughs> um, but Enrique, you actually have a testimony about, about this, which you can quickly share. Um, so during this week, um, I chatted with my girlfriend on the phone and she told me, um, her back is really sore and she's on strong pain medication and everything. And I was just like, okay, this sucks. Um, but then I also knew in the back of my head, we're fasting on Saturday. And I was like, but if she gets healed, we're going to have to fast. I don't want to fast. But, <laughs> <laughs> but in that moment, before we, we said bye to one another, I was like, man, can I pray for you? And, and I said to her, put your hand on your back. 
And I prayed for her and I said, amen. And I'm like, and as I was praying, I felt like my back and my hand getting warm. And I was like, okay, the Lord's healing her. Um, and it was so exciting. And I was like, how do you feel? And she's like, no, it's better, but it's not yet there. And I was like, okay, cool. And I just feel like the Lord saying, pray again. I was like, okay, cool. <laughs> and I prayed again and, and it's silent. And she's like, Enrique, you won't believe it, but I'm completely healed. And she just stood up and she bent around and everything. And she told me like, no, hips are still a little bit sore, but um, it's all right. And then the next morning, she's like, nope, nothing wrong, everything fine. Um, and then we had the privilege of fasting. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Yeah, that's really cool, eh? Um, and so that's a, that's a gift that God placed in him for a moment to, to heal someone. Um, and maybe he uses that more in the future. Um, then uh, to another, the working of miracles. Guaranteed, if it was not for God, my wife would not be sitting here. And that's a miracle in my life. <laughs> but apart from that, she had epilepsy for years. She would like at least once a week have an epile epileptic, what do you call that? Seizure. Um, and God miraculously healed her from it. And it's awesome because that's, that's something that God placed in someone to just pray and see miracles happen in her life. Um, to another prophecy, Hoya loves prophecy. <laughs> and I love him for that. And it's not the, hey, you're going to do this at this time on this day. It's, man, I believe God has got something of this in your life. Um, and kind of, you see yourself just two years later walking in that. And you remember, Hoya actually said this to me. And I think it's something of the prophetic that God placed on his life. The ability to distinguish between spirits. Um, who thinks they're good with that? <laughs> yeah, I also think Isal is very good with that. Uh, look at Lisa being humble here in front. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that's cool. Lisa actually, um, once I remember this actually quite well. Um, she, she threw up because she felt like the Lord was showing her that something of not a good spirit is around her, ne? if I'm not mistaken. I remember that. I remember I was in the kitchen and Lisa just running into the kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> I've got you. That's <laughs> not too bad. My wife said to the old church once that, and on Saturday, Kurtzen had diarrhea. <laughs> no, not this Saturday. <laughs> to another various kind of tongues. Um, I don't know if some of you guys would have been here if, if Martley shared a, a tongue that she felt the Lord's placing on her life. And it's an awesome moment. And I believe that that's a gift that God placed on her as well. And then to another interpretation of tongues, the Bible also speaks about not sharing a tongue if there's no one to interpret. And I believe my mom actually has the gift of interpretation, which is really cool. It's someone can just pray in a tongue that no one understands except my mom, which is quite unfair. <laughs> It's like speaking Afrikaans in China with just one person. <laughs> no one else understands it. <laughs> um, but, but I do believe that God gave us these gifts um, to actually be able to build up one another and that it is for the common good. It's not for us. Um, well, it's not for yourself, but someone else's gift might be for your building up. Does that make sense? Um, but, uh, like, why would God give us these gifts? I think God can very easily just say, okay, a church should be perfect, and in a moment the church is perfect, or he comes back, or whatever the case may be, but he chooses not to do it like that, um, and I think the, the reason he chooses not to do it like that is really because he loved us, um, and he wants us to, to love one another, and through, through the gift that he placed in our lives, I believe from a place of loving one another, we can serve one another well, 
and honor both the other person, but God as well. Um, and, and we do this by, by really not leaning on our own understanding, but leaning on the Spirit. It's, it's the Spirit who gives gifts as He, seems, as, as he, he finds pleasing. Um, there's a scripture, I'm not actually sure, I didn't give this to you, but it says that if, if we as earthly fathers now have to give good gifts, how much more will your Father in heaven give the Holy Spirit to those who ask Him? And it really is His love, hey? It's His love that He would, by His goodness, by His kindness, give the Holy Spirit to those who ask Him. And I, I want to encourage you guys to know that this is nothing of your own, and you cannot boast in this. <laughs> um, Paul also writes that uh, if, if he boasts, he might not boast in himself, but in God working through him. Um, and there's a, another scripture in, in 1 John 4 verse 19. It says that we love because he first loved us. And it's as simple as that. I can, I can serve my wife. I can lay down my life for my wife because Jesus served me by laying down his life for me. And it's nothing I can boast about. It's nothing I can feel good about. It's just, man, God has been good to me. And accordingly, I can be good to others. God has actually served us, like he said. He came to earth not to be served, but to serve. And because of that, we can serve others. So it's a privilege for us to, to be able to serve one another in love. In love. Maybe one or two guys with the band, you can come on. Um, I actually want us to go a bit more into... Oh, Paul, I don't know. You can just say, hey, yeah, come. <laughs> um. <laughs> yeah, man, I, I know always, like, Melani is a very awesome prophetess, and I really love her to bits, and she's coming next month. And I always, like, think, yo, man, it will be so cool if Melani can come and prophesy over me. Um, and it really is like, <laughs> Peter laughing because he knows. <laughs> Peter wears his red shirts on the day that Milan is here. Um, and um, what did I want to say now? Oh, and, and that is not a bad thing. It's not bad to say, man, uh, Lord, I want you to, to come and speak to me through other people. But um, I, want to, I want to encourage us to actually have the mindset of, God, won't you come and speak to other people through me? God, won't you come and work in my heart? that I might be a blessing to others. Um, and uh, that way, we're not just building around uh, when Milani comes or when we're doing this series or when we're going to the 412 conference. We're actually building around God coming work in us and through us to others. 